Heroes of I, I do like terrible jokes and uh, you know it's Christmas cracker season so all the best jokes are coming out and for the dear listener who obviously didn't hear before I clicked the record button I just said a joke to Chris about um, the punchline well the, the joke is what do you do when you see a spaceman and the punchline is you park in it dude there you go so that is like the most um, I think that's in pretty much every single pack of Christmas crackers ever made I swear that one always comes up every year in some form. Yeah, it's that. And the gift is always a, one of those fish that's made of thin paper. Oh, yeah. It's like meant to tell you that it's you're... rain or something. Yeah, oh, no, it no. rests on your finger. It means you're joyful or whatever the fuck. <laughs> a bit like when you put a clover under your chin if it's yellow, like butter or something. Yeah. Um, I, what I normally seem to get are those little mirrors. You know, which are oh, yeah. very up. I do like all those massive paper clips. They're also really good. They're great. Oh, yeah, actually. big plastic paper clips. Sorry, not... sirens are on my end. Well, I don't know what those paper clips are for, to be honest. But even when you get like the expensive Christmas crackers, you don't really get anything good. Who wants a bottle opener? You know, what else do you get? You get bottle openers, you get uh, the, the key rings and um, things like that. It's just, it's just no good. Well, who wants that? Yeah, no, it's all, it's very wasteful, isn't it? I mean, not to get too up my own ass too early on in the podcast but like <laughs> it's a lot of like plastic shit that no one needs isn't it it's all about the hat that's what everyone wants yeah give them that sweet hat sweet sweet hat anyway hello everybody welcome to heroes of handheld this is the podcast dedicated to handheld gaming uh, as well as christmas cracker jokes and uh, festive things we like to talk about handheld gaming including things to do with nintendo switch and uh, mobile ios android and in the past we've covered um game consoles such as the v- the playstation vita and uh, everything in between psp and uh, 3ds 2ds all these sort of things so we're back again for another podcast and it's a festive edition because it's uh december the 11th today 11th 11th, 11th. Of december December. so two weeks today it's christmas day woo, which is exciting um so this is probably our last proper podcast before we have our christmas break which i think we've very much earned i must say so um i think we should probably just like get straight into oh, actually no i should i'm colin that's chris hi chris you're right <laughs> hi mate thanks for introducing me i'm good how are you i'm i'm that's okay you know, I'm uh, I, I'm wanting to play more games, and I, I played a bit of that game I spoke about last week and the the week before. Um, the name has just escaped me again. It's it's such a unique name. The story, I think, the story we tell or something on Nintendo. Yeah. Switch, what's it called? What was that? That was was oh, was it called? Uh, anyway, what have you been playing whilst I remember the name of this game? Uh, I've been playing a couple of things. I've been playing Pokemon on the Switch, which we'll talk about in a second. But the other thing I've been playing, because it was free on PlayStation Plus, but I think you might have dabbled, I don't know, um, is Titanfall 2, which has uh-huh. got... So I've never played a Titanfall game before, um, and I thought I'd pick this up because it was on Plus, and like, because I'd heard really good things about the campaign. It's really cool. Like it's It is so... Um, 
smooth to control. Like it feels so good and like it feels so dynamic. And then when you get in the Titans, it's mm. like it's like two different games in one. It's it's really good fun. I'm really impressed with it to be honest. I didn't know what to expect. Ty- Titan, I completely forgot about Titan Four. I remember when the first one came out all those years ago, and it was basically like Call of Duty with mechs, wasn't it? Well, yeah. that was the big gimmick where you can call in the big robots, similar to what they had in Power Rangers back in the day, where they'd have those big mechanical yeah, things. Zords. And they, everyone loved it and thought it was great, and it was always a lot of fun, wasn't it? You could run on walls and things like that. And wasn't it by Activision? Was it an Activision game, or was it Infinity Ward, or one of it's those? By ones, it? Respawn, because a lot of the weapons are uh, the same or tie into Apex Legends. If you've played that, okay. so um, yeah, it's it's. A, I mean, at least it seems like they're the same things. It's really cool. Like it's a really nice title, and like the the parkour and the way you move around the world is just really. Um, it feels very alive and I won't spoil it for you, but I've just got about, I think I don't, I believe the campaign's not very long. I'm probably about halfway through and I've just unlocked a um, level, which has just completely broke my brain, which I wasn't expecting because I was thinking this was going to be a game campaign like modern warfare or whatever, where you just kind of, you know, go from zone A to zone B, always hide behind the same barrel, shoot the same people. But actually like, there's some stuff that happens in this campaign which is so clever and so interesting and such a change from what I'm used to with um, first-person shooters that, yeah, I'm really digging it. I think the the deal with the first Titanfall is that they had a very bare-bones campaign, didn't they? And people weren't yeah. happy about that. Where it was basically... It was, well, they said it was a campaign, but it was just missions. And the whole point of it was just train you up for when you went online. So I think because there was a bit of an outcry, they then added the campaign for the second one, which you're talking about. Yeah, so you're right. That was pretty good. Um, yeah, it's good. Yeah, I, no, I don't think it, actually it wasn't. It was some people used to work for Activision, made another company, and they helped develop or they joined the company that made Titanfall, uh, okay. something like that, which is why yeah. a lot of people were hyped about it. But Titanfall Two came out um, quite a while ago now. When um, I don't know if they're going to make a third one. Have they already made a third one? Have I missed? Well, they that that, that company Respawn are the ones that made the most recent Star Wars game. Uh, so maybe they're a bit busy i think it's re- i'm sure it's all respawn um 2016 three years ago it came out that's insane yeah so um you know some good it's a really good little uh little title i'm really enjoying it um and yeah i'd really recommend it if you if you got it on playstation plus i'd, I'd push it to the front of the order because it is really good ah good that's uh i didn't expect you to be playing that that's um good shout i think that's yeah. the sort of game that's really fun to just pick up and not pick up and play but mindless fun mindless action with robots yeah it's a great play whilst you're listening to a podcast or something yeah man so people could be listening to that playing that whilst they're listening to us mm-hmm. um the other thing i've been playing a bit is pokemon sword and shield i'm almost at the end now of the story or really? what purports to be a story it's not particularly long um and i'll give four of you like more full thoughts in the new year or maybe next week because it's it's a game that parts of it i adore and parts of it are just shocking um and the story is like so poor it's just so like it's like it's a really cool story but it's happening on the edge and you're nowhere near it right it's got a very weird weird setup um and like you'll sort of hear an explosion and your character will run over there then by the time you get there 
someone's already sorted it out and they're like, oh yeah, this is fine now. And you're like, oh. Okay, so what do you cool. actually do then? What what do you actually do in the game if everything's You're just trying to... You're, basically, the whole story is you're trying to finish this gym challenge that involves beating the eight gym leaders of um, Pokemon so you can get to the cha- to the league, the Champions League. Um, but whilst that's happening, there's like this, there's loads of weird shit going down in the world. But every time you get there, the people who are there are like, oh no, we've got this. You just keep focusing on beating the gym challenge. And it's like, oh, okay, I guess. Because in, in previous Pokemon games, like your involvement is core to the story. Whereas in this, it's like a complete sideline thing. It's really interesting. And I'm not sure how much I like that. But, you know, parts of the game is still really cool. It still looks really pretty. It's still good fun. Uh, it's still nice and British. So, you know, a bit of a mixed bag, really. Is it, um, like people have said, is it a more basic or a more accessible version of a Pokemon game? Yeah, I'd say it's easier um, in that you there's a lot more healing, there's a lot more health, there's you're much more uh, you're you're less threatened by things that are going on in the world. I would say so. Um, yeah, it is. I would say it's more more accessible for sure. Well, well, maybe that's why that's maybe the time for me to join in. Yeah, it's good. Maybe be a good Christmas title for you. I think. Maybe we'll see. So. Maybe exciting times the game that i was uh, forgetting the name the name of was my memory of us which yes. is the indie game i've uh, been playing on switch for the past couple of weeks and i'm um, still really digging it really a clever puzzle game where he plays two characters and it's told from the perspective of um, an old gentleman who's looking back on his life um, he sees a character who reminds him of a friend he used to have back in the war. It's set in like a steampunky era, era where the uh, enemy in this war is robots, which is a bit weird. But it's a really interesting, really clever how it's done. Like you go between the two characters. They both have different skills and different abilities. And to do certain puzzles, you have to use them both. In some points, you'll only have one character. Other situations, you'll be able to flip between the two. Um, so really clever. I'm at the a point where one of the characters has been put in prison and you've got to try and get him out. Um, so, yeah, it's really cool. Um, really uh, interesting uh, way of doing a puzzle game. I love the um, the art style and also the uh, theming and the setting. So, yeah, really intrigued to see where it goes. I've got a bad feeling it's going to have a very sad ending just from the sort of um, you know time it's set and the story going on around it about war and death and things like that. So, but yeah, really digging it. And I got it for a couple of quid when it was on um, discounted for Black Friday. So, uh, yeah. That's good. That's what I've heard. The main thing I've been playing this week, I I have also been playing Harry Potter Wizards Unite because it was the last part of the brilliant event um, for the Christmas Calamity. So we had characters from the Yule Ball appearing in the world. Um, We had Victor Crumb and Hermione Granger in a uh, Christmas bauble. We had Madame Maxine and Hagrid. We had uh, Angelina Johnson and Fred Weasley. So loads of different characters and couples who were at the Yule Ball um, which is really nice and festive and good. So I managed to finish the research tasks for that. So I got the Ron Weasley um, registry image, which was nice. I'm just walking my port keys now to try and get the final part so I can complete the page in my registry. So that's good. Um, so yeah, that's the main thing I've been playing this week, to be honest. And uh, just going off, I guess it's sort of off, to- off topic, but I think isn't the gaming game awards the next week? Uh, next, sorry, tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tomorrow night is someone hosting it who we know of i saw some news story about reggie of nintendo is that's it presenting there. that might be what you're thinking of that's what i'm thinking of our oh, boy so next week when we have our uh, form 
of podcast we will talk about the winners for that um but yeah interested to see who uh wins it this week uh this year and intrigued to see how well um death stranding does to be honest with you because that's got a lot of nominations i think that's nominated for nine different awards so yeah Hmm. not the only interesting decisions that are being made tomorrow by uh, a series of people in a collected form that will you know shape the future of a certain world but that's enough about that. Am I right, Colin? Am I right? Am I right? Wing, wing, nudge, nudge. Let's talk about uh, the Nintendo Indie World Showcase, which happened yesterday. Now, yes. full disclosure, um, I've been my head's been in another game this week, so I didn't know this was happening. So this summary is from NintendoLife.com. We'll embed a link because the stuff, the information they put up is just so useful, so incredible, and such a detailed breakdown. So give them a click because they deserve it. Um, and this is basically. It was a indie world event that happened um, yesterday that announced a bunch of things that are coming out to, uh, later this month and next year. Um, games include Sports Story, which is a sequel uh, from the makers of Golf Story, which comes out oh ex- exclusively for Switch in mid 2020. Streets of Rage 4, um, which is based on the legendary Streets of Rage trilogy, uh, comes to Switch in the first half of 2020. Gleam Light, which is a um, game where you play as a sword in a stained glass world, uh, comes out early next year from the makers of Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Loads of weird stuff. Uh, Bake and Switch, which is a game all about dough. Uh, Super Mash, which looks very odd, very cool, May 2020. The Talos Principle, which came out yesterday on Switch, which is a big puzzle-solving game. Um, Dauntless, which is a uh, epic online action RPG that I've heard lots of people talking about, and that came out yesterday as well. Um, the big one for me, Colin, and I've been thinking about this game for a real, real long time. Please and tell I... me you think you're going to say the one I think you're going to say because I'm looking at it right now and I can't wait. I am talking, of course, about maybe my favourite game <laughs> of all time, Oddworld: Strangers Wrath which ah. is a classic action-adventure game. Right, check this shit, Colin. Mm. You play as the stranger who's this weird, like, bounty hunter panther, right? And your weapon is a crossbow that fires different types of live ammunition based on insects that you pick up in the world. It is the fucking coolest game. It's in, it's in that world of, like, Abe's Odyssey and all that kind of odd world weird stuff. Um... And it's just this incredible, like, action, adventure platformer. It's super fun. It's got a really cool story. You're trying to save up a load of money. You're a bounty hunter, but you're not just a prick. Like, you're actually involved in it. Um, And you're trying to stop people going extinct. It's like this huge puzzle game. And it's just, like, it's just, it's absolutely electric. And if you've never played it, I can't wait to play on Switch. Apparently, it's going to be 60 frames per second. Um, It's a first-person shooter. Uh, but it kind of switches into third person when you do certain platforming things. It's like stealthy. It's like Assassin's Creedy, and it comes out January twenty third. And I'm going to pre-order it when we're done with this podcast because I love that game so much. I can't wait for it to come to Switch. You've sold it to me, man. Yeah, it's a Sounds great game, the st- and the story. Like these sorts of games often have pretty dire stories, but the story in this one is really good and like takes you to places that you don't expect it to take you to so i would really recommend that game um hopefully it'll be great on the switch 
Have you mentioned the biggest game that is coming out? Sorry, excuse me. Is of course um, the one that everyone's been waiting for. That's Birds Can Skateboard. Go on. You must remember all the hype about this. It's I do, but I want you to talk about listen it. Listen to this. The game is called Birds Can Skateboard, and listen to this, guys. It's a game about birds skateboarding. And I think this is just something we all need in our lives, to be honest, because there's a screen grab here. And I remember there was a GIF that was going around a couple of months ago and people were just dead excited. And it's coming out to Switch next year. And the image I'm looking at, which is a screen grab from the game, is a canary. I think it's a canary or some form of bird wearing an army hat. And he's got a little skateboard and he's doing a, I think it's called a half pipe, whatever it's called, when you go along a pipe. Uh, And the half pipe is made out of pencils and rubbers. And it's just it's just great. It's it. This is what gaming is all about. I mean, who doesn't want to play as a bird skateboarding in a mini world? This just looks shit hot. It's it the game really cute, doesn't it? It looks really good fun. Oh, I just really hope it is a game that has a good story, a good campaign, and has a lot of depth. And that's what I'm hoping for. And if you don't get to play as an ostrich, what's going on? Or maybe it's just gonna be little birds, so pigeons and seagulls. Can't wait. Maybe herons. That'd be good. They're quite big. Uh, maybe geese. Oh, linking into goose story. Um, or swans. Now, swans are too big. I think it has to be small birds, you know, like robins and canaries and <laughs> maybe a sterling. But no, uh, birds, birds can skate yeah. look epic. We all want Can't this wait. in our lives. Uh, yeah, it does look really cute, doesn't it? I really uh, like. I like those those little games for Switch seem to do really well. Like kind of little silly concepts that are fun. People can really hook their teeth into. Um, yeah, I'm quite keen for that. Nice, Colin. Yeah. Some uh, there's loads of other games that got announced there. You can read the full list uh, on our website where we've linked to the article, which is from the always excellent Nintendo Life. Um, and speaking of new games on Switch, Colin. Yeah. New SNES digital games were confirmed last week, uh, coming to Switch Online, and they're now out for the NES Journey to Celius and Crystalis, which I've never heard of. But nice. for the Super NES, Star Fox 2, Super Punch Out, Kirby Superstar, and Breath of Fire 2. Now, if I'm right about Star Fox 2, Colin, and I think I am, is this the one that had. Uh, yeah, so Star Fox 2 was being made in the 90s um, and then it got cancelled by Nintendo and then was eventually re-released on the Super NES Classic Edition um, which was like the NES HD console that came out a couple of years ago and that was people's first chance to play it but now if you didn't own that NES console you can play Star Fox 2 using the online service Nintendo Switch Online uh, where you can play the Super NES Classic Edition Whoa. A sequel to Star Fox, Colin, that was shelved and is now being brought into the limelight. I think that's pretty exciting. That is quite exciting. So it's never been played before. Is that what you're telling me? Well, it was playable on the Switch Online, on the, sorry, on the Nintendo, um, on the Super Nintendo Classic that came out a couple of years ago. But it was never, like, properly, it was never properly released. That was the first way that people could play it, apart from, like, dodgy ROMs and stuff. Shit. Yes, exciting. I mean, do you like playing the SNES games on your Switch? Some of them. Um, I just think they haven't aged very well. A lot of them are quite dull and boring. I think the SNES ones have aged better than the NES ones. Yeah. Uh, the platform. I think the, the the ones that work best are the platformers and the puzzle games. 
action games, I think, suffer. But I think the platformers, like Yoshi's Island and stuff, are still stone cold classics. Yeah, platformers are good, but I'm looking at this boxing game and that looks pretty naff. Super punch out. Exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Rude. I think it's going to be bloody great. I think you're great. Oh, thanks. Uh, what else is happening in the news column? I don't know. What is going on? I'm going to click this link and see what's happening. Football manager. We all want football manager. Whoa. So football manager is coming to... Well, it's out on Nintendo Switch. Is that what you're telling me, Chris? Through the power yeah. of links? That's Have exciting. Look, 40 squid for football manager. I played the football manager game for the first time back when I was about 10. I got the one of the... I think it was football manager 2000 for my PS1. And I thought it was a football game, but it wasn't. It was a boring manage, manager simulator game. And I got so bored, I threw it away. So there you go. That's my knowledge of Football Manager. It's one of those games where I'm just, I'm just so impatient, Chris. I like to get into the game and play a bit of FIFA. Football Manager's not my jam. I'm not a leader. I'm a, I'm a workhorse. I like to get the goals and play the game and just fucking do it. But this is Football Manager 2020 Touch. Apparently, it's a speedier way to experience the game, uh, whether in front of a TV or take it where you go. Uh, I'm just reading the information from the website, so they're probably going to make it sound more sexy than they actually is. But here's what they say. So this is Football Manager 2020 Touch, and as I said, it's a more bare-bones version of the game. Uh, your role may be streamlined, but your choice of club, certainly not. With 116 leagues and 51 nations to set up home and craft your football philosophy at, will you take a lower league challenge or jump straight in at one of the game's elite? I think with those sort of games, it's better to start with a game, a team that's not that good, a team that's quite low down in the footballing pyramid and work them up. Because if you start with like Real Madrid or Barcelona or Liverpool or something, it's, you haven't really got any, anything to do. You've already won everything straight away. It's better to start with a team like Fleetwood or Barnet or Bromley and then try and get them into the Premier League. Yeah, you, you want, want the challenge of bringing them all the way to the top, don't you? It's like that line from the uh, in between us. I remember where uh, Jay was saying how he's been um, scouted by Chelsea, and they're like they're like saying they haven't. He's like, yeah, of course I have. I, I took Bromley to the Premier League in three seasons as a football manager. <laughs> and it's just then like Neil's just like, fucking, that's amazing. But uh, yeah, I mean, football manager's never been my jam. And considering this is a potentially a more simpler and scaled back version of the game. Uh, I'm looking at the price here. This is from the American store, of um, Nintendo store. Uh, it's giving me a price of $39.99, which does seem quite high, um, considering it's potentially not the full version. But I don't know. I mean, this seems like the ideal thing to take on the go in the handheld mode. So, yeah, it makes sense for people to enjoy these games. Uh, three gigabytes of space, no, four gigabytes of space will take up on your uh, console, which isn't too much either. So if you're looking for a football fix and uh, FIFA isn't your jam, I will say, FIFA last year was great. I enjoyed it. Lots of people didn't like it because it was a more um, scaled-back version. There was no campaign mode. But I love playing online on FIFA. It's just great. And doing it on Switch as well, incredible. So football games are good. This game, I don't know. I mean, this, the screenshot I can see is this person's playing as Watford, it looks like, which is uh, quite depressing in itself. So I was looking through Rude. It, I know. Well, Watford's near to where you live, isn't it? The Hornets. Watford are a, the, the, they're a great team, the, the, the Waters. The Waters, the Hornets. Yeah. Where do they play, Chris? They play at uh, Bramley Lane. So... <laughs> Am okay. I close? And, uh, and Field Meadow. Yes, Give me a clue. What's the, what's the first letter? V. 
Venables Park. Venom Street. <laughs> we're saying random football sayings and football what's, names. What's the next letter? This Beckham is how Street. Beckham Street's where they play. Um, I. Second oh, v- v- Villas. Uh, v- Villiers. Uh, Villiers. No, 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 no. Villo. Villo. They play at Villo. Villo. Yes. Yes, Watford play at Villa Park. It all makes sense now. Um, the answer is Vicarage Road. Oh, I knew that. <laughs> it's tip of your tongue, tip of your tongue. Uh, so there you go. So that's coming out. And that's actually out already. So uh, there you go, football manager. Good the 40 quid I'm, for football manager, a bit much? I think that's quite a lot, you know. I think, I think the 20s come out for um, Switch, if I remember rightly. And it sort of came out with a lot of people not realising it had come out because obviously there's a lot of fanfare on the Xbox and PlayStation versions of FIFA. But then it sort of gets included um, for Switch as well and people don't really care. I mean... Yeah, it is out on Switch. It came, I think it's released with all the other versions, looking at it, back in September. 40 quid um, for the Legacy, Legacy Edition um, on Switch. I'm pretty sure it's the same as last year, where it didn't have all the um, all the features as the main game, main versions, but it still had your online and your... Um, oh, what's that game mode that everyone loves in uh, FIFA? Oh, um, ultimate player thing. Oh, what? ultimate team. Yeah, yeah. That thing. yeah. A lot of people um, dig that as well. Um, hmm, what is stuff on my wall? So yeah, uh, that's out, and FIFA's out, and FIFA's great. But maybe do- well, no, actually, do do get it on Switch. Yeah, because then we- then we can play. That's what we want to hear. Yeah, um, ma'am. Can I ask one more question? Sure can. Uh, about football games. Sure Why this one is Football Manager twenty twenty. Yes. But isn't doesn't the season end halfway through twenty twenty? Yes. So won't it be out of date in six months' time? You've just—that's what sports games are all about, man. You release the game like halfway through a season, and then by the time the season's finished, you want to buy the new one. Woo! That's what they normally do. They release it September to September, I think. So the football season starts in August, so you pretty much get the full season if it's FIFA. But yeah, Football Manager. I don't know. I think maybe Football Manager's got a bit more longevity than the FIFA games because obviously the kits and the stadiums and the players change. Whereas Football Manager, it's more of a simulator thing, isn't it? So maybe they last, they've got a longer shelf life. Yeah, uh, maybe it's easier you know, to update. Because really, with Football Manager, you're sort of in a fantasy world where you can like buy what players you want and do what you like. So it doesn't really matter as yeah, much. Yeah, I, right. I suppose in Football Manager, as soon as you click start campaign, you're from that point, you're splintering off the timeline, aren't you? Whereas FIFA is a bit more real in inverted commas. Yeah, people like to have the um, same teams. I mean, to be honest, with FIFA, they could easily not release it every year and just have some you know, free DLC with the new players and the new kits and stuff. But you know, they'd much rather just create a new game. Yeah. To get the more monies. And it works because it, it sells like hotcakes in the UK and in Europe every single year. So... There, you go. Mm, there we go. There you go. So, what's occurring? Are we? It's, I it's, think that's it. I yeah. think. Short, uh, short and sweet. That's what we like. Yeah, I think that's everything. Um, unless there's oh, the um, only other thing to say, Colin. Yeah. Is that the um, uh, game awards tomorrow? Do you want to make, because we record this 24 hours before, do you want to make a mad prediction about something that's going to be announced? 
because I think they're going to announce the final Smash DLC character, and I would love to get a prediction from you. Well, for this a final Smash character. Yep. Um, oh, it's going to be it's going to be uh, Wild Dog from Time Crisis Three. Wild Dog. Could oh, you God. imagine? Could you imagine? Well, he's in the, every single one. He was yeah. in Time Crisis One, Two, Three, Four, and Five. And it's like every at the end of every one he dies, and somehow he comes back. And like, I think it was the third, no, the second one, because in the first one you kill him, you shoot him off a bloody tower. And the second one he comes back and he has a machine gun for an arm. Mm. He he hangs off a helicopter at one point, doesn't he? Oh yes, yes he does. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh he's he's literally a legend. And then the third one he just walks out of fire. And the fourth one there's someone there's his little brother called Wild Fang. Oh yeah, Wild Fang. Oh, wild thing. Mad, mad. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Oh, wild thing was crazy times. I don't know. I think there was there was a time crisis that came out uh, this year or last year. Is it the sixth one? No, maybe it was just the fifth one. Yeah, the fifth one came out recently-ish, and I'm pretty sure he's in that one as well. And it's like he's like a fan favorite, isn't he? He's, he's never. We we played one where you could move between cover, couldn't you? Left to right. That was weird. Oh, that was, I think that was Time Crisis 4, you know? Yeah, maybe. I didn't, I, I wasn't aboard with that. Give me classic. Pop your head up. No, yeah, that's what's all about. Yeah, the second one was great, where you just like pop up and shoot down the blue, the red, or the, the yellow men. Yeah, switch, switch to SMG, shoot the parachutes out the sky. Oh, iconic. Machine gun. <laughs> oh, so good. So good. Well, actually, they were terrible, but they were so good. Yeah, love it. All right. Well, if you want to get in touch with the podcast, here is of handheld at gmail.com. Uh, you can tweet us at handheld podcast and you can go to our website, here is of handheld.wordpress.com. If you're in the UK and you're listening to this on uh, Wednesday or Thursday and you're eligible, don't forget to vote. Um, and I hope you, uh, I hope you win. Um, is that everything from us, Colin? I think that's everything. You know, it's weird that next time we speak, like who knows what the political situation will be. Yeah, I might be Prime Minister. Yeah, I might be the Shadow Secretary to um, you and stuff. If you ever try to climb high in politics, I'm going to leak an old podcast episode where you said something horrendous and I just watch the turmoil as you make the front cover of every newspaper. I think that's pretty much every episode, isn't it? Yeah, probably. So something a bit, bit uh, under the belt. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, so this will be the last proper podcast until the new year. So, Chris, um, I'm sure we'll talk in between, but have a lovely Christmas. Oh, thank you. I hope you have a lovely Christmas too. Are you? Before we go, let's quick. Are you expecting any games under your tree? I'm hoping that a little green man with a little Hoover and a haunted hotel is going to come and visit. Ooh. Oh, but we'll see. I didn't know you wanted Call of Duty. Anyway, well, very good. What about you? Uh, I'm hoping for Star Wars um, Fallen, Fallen Jedi, is it called? Or Jedi Bye. Order. Uh, and the new Call of Duty. And who knows what else? Who knows what else? Nice. Well, fingers crossed. Um, we, we, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be back on the podcast in some form next week, but we might not be together. So you're right. I hope you have a lovely Christmas. So, dear listener, thank you for listening to us this week. We appreciate you. Don't forget you can download all our episodes from Spotify, iTunes, and wherever good podcasts are distributed. We're all over the darn place. We'd love to hear from you. So do give us a shout if you love us, because we love you. We love you the most, and you know who you are. You know who you are. 
Bye, everyone. Love you. Merry Christmas. Bye. Um, uh, Merry Christmas, everyone. Du, 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 du. You scumbag, you maggot. You <laughs> cheaper. Yeah. Merry Christmas, your ass. Bye. Love you. Bye.